10 and the 15th verse. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, since the screens are not up right now. Proverbs 10 and verse 15. I think we're going to do CAC today. Proverbs 10 and the 15th verse. Praise the Lord. These guys are really trying to set up, the pack up. It's not easy. It's not easy to come to church and meet all this in place. It's not funny. So we need to bend for them and appreciate them once in a while. Hallelujah. Okay, maybe I should have an iPad or a Bible to start with. Third John 2, who remembers Third John 2? I wish above that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul. Today I'm talking to you about the engineering of money. Electrical engineering, water engineering, civil engineering, money engineering. And before I start putting the engineering, I mean, I mean, I mean, talking about the engineering, I dedicate today's service to talking about how to dissect money before we start putting it together. So, you like it, even though we're raising funds for our land, we're not raising funds tonight, so enjoy it while it lasts. Just relax, nobody wants to take money from you, but I want you to understand it, even though we need a lot of money for the work. Hallelujah. Okay. Third John 2, we had started a series talking about no more crumbs. And then we were apt to identify that God wants us to prosper. How many believe God wants you to prosper? How many people believe that God wants some people to be poor, some people to be rich? Wave your hands to me. I want to know if we have some people in Koza. Okay. I know some people feel like that, but let me tell you the truth. God wants everybody to be rich because to fulfill your destiny you need finance outside the norm Pastor Biodo, Jesus said you will always have the poor among you because he knows some people will be disobedient he knows if there's a mark for Jewish God it was rebellion God said if, you, if they brought in um, um, strange women into the camp they would die people were dying you know what happened to some guy he saw people that died on the account of bringing strange women to the camp. He took a strange woman, crossed over the dead, and still took a strange person there. Give me a word for relationship between Israel in Bible days and God. I would say rebellion. They were stiff-necked. So he knew they would be poor because they would never listen. So we're going to show you a few things today that will bless you. Um, Psalm 35, 27 says, God delights in the prosperity of those who serve him. Psalm 35, 27. God delights in the prosperity of those who serve him. I like it to know that God is excited about you when you actually finally get it. Because he says that through prosperity shall his city be spread abroad. God is not jealous of you if you make it financially, if you prosper. He's the first person to get the glory out of your prosperity. 
So he's not nervous about it. He's not jealous about it. Particularly if you get what I'm going to start sharing on Sunday. Sharing about the mindset for prosperity. When they share on prosperity, immediately the entire church gets selfish. And start thinking about, oh my God, I'll drive this car. I'll do this. Yes, God gives us all things strictly to enjoy. But the core is that you have more than enough for your life's assignment. How many of you have been frustrated before? You saw someone you could have helped, but you couldn't help. Wave your hands to me. You are frustrated. Do you know your condition? You are broke. You're not broke when you don't have food to eat. Have you seen someone who is in a, a, a helpless condition? A rich man in a helpless condition. What did they say? They said, oh, poor him. You're poor when you can't help a circumstance. It's not lack of money. Amen. Alright. You can sense that a lot of us need to understand the engineering of money and learn to dissect it because the moment you mention money, yeah, they expected I was going to preach about it, but the moment you mention money, it's like someone died. So I'm going to talk about it till you're comfortable. Because the moment you become comfortable, the heaven opens. Because you can't receive what you are not ready to receive. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, but there's something you need to do. Your soul must prosper. Until your mind can receive it, heaven can do it. Your soul must prosper. He said you prosper just as your soul prospers. Just as your soul prospers. So it's, it starts from the mind. I'm trying to do an inside job that will bring out the outside expression. When you see people when they need money, when you see them tensed, their soul is not prosperous. When you see someone who is always, you know, when it comes to money, you just change. Their soul is not prosperous. People who have their soul prosperous are calm. They may not have money yet. And I think that's my case. I don't have money yet. But trust me, my soul is enlarged. Tap your neighbor and say, I'm God's distribution center. Waiting to be funded. It's not my business to be tensed about how the money will come. I'm waiting to be funded. All I need to do is to understand that I'm a distribution center. Every time you give to people, be excited. When you are depressed, try and give to somebody. Just walk out, see a beggar by a joint, and put a smile on his face. And walk back and see whether you will still be depressed. You will not. Alright. Proverbs 10 and 15. So we found out that God wants us to prosper. Number two, we found out that the case with a lot of Christians is not so. Let's read these ourselves. Ready? Read. Please let's read again. Ready, read. In the name of Jesus, you shall be a strong city. You will be fortified. You will not be exposed anymore. Your family will not be exposed to, to poverty anymore. Enemy will not have access to your life anymore. You will be, you'll be fortified to do the will of God for your life.
in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I'm a strong city. The rich man's wealth, it, it, it fortifies him. Any gift in his life, any potential is fortified and is, is a nest for announcement. Opportunities are given to him to be known. The stuffs on his inside are positioned for exploit. Because he has money to do it. The day he releases his album, the whole world knows immediately. Because he does it well. Some company pays it off. He doesn't bother about marketing. or His gifts are well expressed. When he preaches. You see, when an average Nigerian pastor preaches, 4,000 people hear, and that's the end of the message. If TDJX preach, 20,000 people hear it in the service. It becomes a book the next day. becomes a tape. becomes a video. They send it to all channels all over the world. About 2 billion people. If you are God, who will you put more anointing on? Not if you are God. You need money. Expand your mind. Number one thing I want to say to you is that money is your life. And this will liberate you from several things. Your money is an index of your life. What I mean by that is that tomorrow morning you're going to wake up early, dress up, and head for work. Notice that you do not stroll into your office when you like. You do not go to work when you want. Your boss or your organization make sure you report when you are at maximum performance level. When dopamine is in your brain. When you, you, you are at peak. You just woke up, you have enough strength. That is when they want you to resume. Except you're working on shift, most offices don't let you resume at three. By by three o'clock, an average body is tired. You wake up in the morning, whatever you want to do, they want you at work by eight. When you can perform well, when everything is flowing in your life well. Because they need you to give your best for that day. That's when you can give the best of your day. And then you give it from 8 to 4 o'clock or 9 to 5 as the case may be. And at the end of the 30 days, give you your paycheck or what we call pay slip in Nigeria. Or you find your money in the account that you get an alert. Listen to me ladies and gentlemen. When you hold that paycheck or you hold your phone, seeing the alert in your account or you hold your paycheck, in your hand... It's your life in the last four weeks. Your sweat. In the last four weeks, the response was not a handshake. You were not doing your boss a favor. You were working. And when he gave you the paycheck, he wasn't doing you a favor. It was a payback for what you used your life for in the last four weeks. So every time you buy a suit... And then you write a check or you swipe your card. You swiped a part of your life for that suit. Every time 
You take money for education. I want to do my master's degree. What you did was to take part of the past of your life to improve your future. Every time you indulge in destructive habits like drug, like alcohol, like smoking, like pornography, what you did, each time you did that was to take a part of your life in the past to destroy a part of your or a portion of your life in the future. When I'm robbers, Catch people. There's a consistent statement in the in the in the early eighties. They point the gun at, at their victims and they say to them, Your money or your life. They're actually correct. Tap your neighbor, say, Oh, correct. Because your money is actually your life. Life is boring and the quality of life is low when the quality of money you get out of life is low. The quality of life is high and it's more enjoyable when the, 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 the portion of money you get out of life is high. It's as if money determines a fraction, a heavy fraction of what happens to you on the earth. Why did you go to school? You're making me feel guilty, even though that I've made up my mind because if you don't train your child when it grows up, it will be a problem for you. Even though that I've made up my mind to share it. The look you've, you, you, you've been giving me since I started the series. I shouldn't have even continued at all. But I wanted you to think about this before you judge me. And you know some of you are not proud of what your friends have said. Oh, is it, oh come on well. That's your thought. They talk about wealth all the time. It's a vice series for them. You, they will know that I'm sharing a money as a series for the first time in two years. Alright? Why do you go to school? If you are still in school, if you've stopped schooling, why did you go to school? Please tell me the truth. Money. If you don't go to school, it will affect your job, it will affect everything, and consequentially, what you take home will not worth it. Hard work, you know, doesn't give you a lot of money. Laborers work hard. The guy sipping coffee in his office is one that earns more money because of education. Why do you do what you do? Why did you move to Abuja? I just love Abuja. It's a lie. My money. Wave your hands to me, somebody. If you agree with me. Why do you want to do masters? Why do you want to improve on yourself? You're doing like you don't like money, but you're lying to yourself. You need it. Legitimately. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, somebody. So a portion of your past, you use it to destroy your future every time you indulge with in a destructive habit. Number four, every time the offering bowl passes in front of you, you didn't give God a piece of, le- of, of paper with digits written on them. You gave God a portion of your life the fraction of your life that you think it deserves that was what you gave God you didn't give him a piece of paper 
You didn't just swipe your card. You didn't just pay online. You gave him a fraction of your life. Tap your neighbor say, my money is my life. When you go to work tomorrow and I ask you, maybe I met you on the road and I said to you, Brother John Lekoko, where are you going? I'm going to the office. What's another way of saying it? I'm going to work to earn a living. Your money is your life. If I want to ask you in a polite way what your profession is, I ask you, what do you do for a living? Can somebody shout hallelujah? Tap your neighbor, say, Pastor wants you to catch this message. Point at them. Say, your money is your life. Number two, thing you need to get, remember we're talking about the engineering of money, but we want to first of all dissect them and name the parts so that when I tell you, give me this, you know the parts to take. I want to put them in parts. So the first part to know about money is that money represents your life. Those of you that have been to dreadlock prophets, offices or, 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 or houses before or you've been to a babalawo or a madioha priest before you know that they will tell you to speak to money hmm? don't you like you've been there they will tell you to speak to money and put it somewhere it is not because they just want to take your money they want every jazz they are going to do the consequence to fall upon your head because the, look most of the jazz they give to those who, who, who go to consult with them, those people when they tell you come back seven days time the jars are ready they don't keep it in their own house they know the consequence they go to where they put it in the bush say what they need to say to you they give it to you, you take it to your house seven years later you are wondering why your first one is behaving the way they are behaving hello somebody when I talk I know what I'm talking about the devil knows that your money represents when you give, that's why you can give money and your health will spring up. Money represents you. That's the representation of your sweat and your hard labor and the work of your hand. Number two. Be very careful where you put your money. Be very careful. There are three things I don't joke with. And from today, watch me. What I say what I think and where my money goes. If the devil can catch you in those three areas, you'll continue to be a success. What you think, what you say, and where your money goes. Number two, money is a reflection of your heart. The Bible says the heart of a man is deep. In fact, in some places, the Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked. But the part I want you to see is that man's heart is deep. The face ought to be the reflection of the heart. But you and I know that some people laugh, laugh with you, but their hearts are not with you. The only thing that can, that, can, that can reveal the true condition of your heart is money. If you doubt me, I, I, I came prepared for you. I'll give you a lot of examples. It's just that I don't have time tonight. In fact, you will surprise yourself the moment money comes to play. You display something and you say, ah, <laughs> honestly, I can't believe I'm ever doing this. The saddest person, whether a lot of money or lack of it thereof, can, can bring out the true nature 
You see somebody who is not really excited as a person. So, uh, nothing betrays emotion. Nothing freaks them. So it's, it's okay. Um, the saddest daddy transfer five billion to his account. Sir, what's happening today? What will you want? <laughs> In fact, give me anything I will eat today. If the horse rides on my inside, it will not. It will not dash its foot on, on a stone. In other words, nobody can annoy me today. That is what money can do. Money can reflect the positive aspect of you. It can reflect the negative aspect of you. Matthew 6 and verse 21. As we begin to look at the second point. Matthew 6 and 21. For where your treasure is, there your art will be also. Please read this scripture again. Ready? Read. For where your... There your... So I want to ask a question with this scripture. If I'm looking for your heart, where do I look for my heart? Hello, somebody. Can, can you answer me, Koza? When I'm looking for my heart, where do I go? If I could find out where my treasure is, then I can be assured that I'm going to find where my heart really is. Now, in the Bible, your human spirit, your true nature, your real self is referred to as heart or spirit. So when the Bible says where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. What it's trying to say is that your real self. Did you know that when you, when you stood in front of the mirror, the person you saw, the, saw in front of the mirror was not you. They would bury that person. But another person goes to God. Peter calls that real person the hidden man of the heart. The Bible says that man on your inside, the real person that you are, when, you, when I want to know where he stands... On any opinion, I find out where his treasure is. If I could find out where his treasure is, then I could tell of the truth where he stands. Anybody can talk. Talk is cheap. Your money gives me the true condition of your heart. It tells me your values. It tells me your priorities. It tells me what is important to you. No matter what you claim. No matter how much you try to convince me. Money reveals even to you what you carry. Your true value. Your true, your true priorities. Many people don't know what they could do until money showed up. You claim that you're holy. Please have money first. You're able to fly first class to anywhere in the world. Not because you want to prove a point. You have money and enough. And when you are traveling, your box is just small because you have wardrobe all over the world. If you are going to Hong Kong, your PA goes ahead of you. Hello, somebody. <laughs> now tell me that you are holy. Some people don't know how proud they are until they have money. Some wives don't know how unforgiving their husbands are until money came. That's what I told you. Storm doesn't mean trouble. Storm may be having a lot of money. God just brings money. Boom! And storm enters your marriage. Before, if you were going out to tell your wife, I'm going here, I'm going there. Not because she doesn't trust you, but you're accountable to your partner. But now that there's some change in your pocket, suddenly you, you, you switched. They say your father-in-law is calling you on the phone. Tell him I'll call him back. Ah, 
It's my daddy, so. Let me tell you something. I'm not feeling like a father. You know, the way your mom writes, you don't think that's what you want to do in my family. I will deal with you. Listen, I'm, I'm a self-made man. I know what I want. Your voice suddenly goes up. That is what money can do. Two Christians start business. Every day they meet in the evening. Open door. And because they are Christians, no proper agreement was signed. The moment money comes in, before it will, it will come, ha, ah, he's the Lord now. He's, he's the Lord. It changed enough. Jesus is the Lord. It changeth not. So let us pray. Say, wait. You see, the way you pray is too hard. You see, I've been listening. I've been watching the TV. You know, Pastor Biel doesn't know the whole counsel of God. I've been watching the TV. You don't have to pray like this for God to hear you, okay? Um, I'm going to lead the prayer today. Father, I give you a white power this afternoon. <laughs> God, rich people don't sweat in the place of prayer. And then, <laughs> remember, 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 when they paid him that contract of 10 billion naira, that guy paid Koza a billion naira tithe. Woo! Before he dropped that tithe, normally he used to drop his tithe in the envelope. There is no digit that that check cannot take. Drop it in the envelope and leave. Give it to God. Say no. Um, comes forward, the protocols are standing say, hmm, come. <laughs> so the guy goes, so let, he says, let me tell you something. I'm here to sow a seat. If you like, don't tell Pastor Biodon. You guys have a church building. Just for your information, it's a one billion dollar check. Tell him, trust me, if he tells me, I will report at the back. <laughs> trust me. You want me to come to the gallery anywhere? <laughs> Is it okay to say the truth? I'm standing here. My protocol tells me somebody has a billion naira to give me. I'm believing God for 400 million right now. A billion naira. You are telling me to stand in front. Amen. <laughs> I know some of you don't like pastors that can tell you the truth that are real. You like those who lie to you, but that's me. I'm not saying I worship money and you know that. But I'm just going to be all excited. Alright? So, the guy says, well, pastor, I need to have a word or two with you. Uh, I don't just want to join you, I just have a word or two with you. I'm just thinking, can I have a time with you tomorrow? Trust me. So everything changes. His wife wakes up in the morning. Good morning, darling. But because of nine billion, <laughs> sweetheart. God told me to marry you. And I heard him. Sir, why are you kneeling down? No, 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 no. Uh-uh. 
you forgot my wedding day. I knelt down to put the cake in your mouth now. Ah uh-uh. ah. But why haven't you done that since that? Ah, uh, you know. I was just uh, watching your character whether you'll be different, but you didn't change. So I decided to. So everything changes. Everything changes. Now your bank will call you. Hi. Um, is that uh, Chief Ajande Gugu? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, this is the MD of Fortune Bank. MD? Oh, yeah. MD. <laughs> My staff just told me that you are one of the um, high net worth customers. And we just thought that you shouldn't be coming to the bank anymore. Um, could you please let me send two of my managers in the city of Abuja to you? Two. The one managing the Asokoro branch and the Maitama branch. Two of them. Alright, alright. Um, please uh, give me your address uh, and then they show up with all sorts and then they set up a meeting and tell you, sir, you don't have to come to the bank anymore. Here's the MD's number. Here's the one ED's number. Here's my number. Here's this other person's number. And sir, just in case you don't get any one of us, when you come into the bank, give them this code, they will take you into a private room. What happens to your shoulder? Like a rugby player. And then you come to Koza Gate. You, you just move there. They say, I'm sorry, you're welcome to Koza. The car park is there. Say, ah, can't one billion buy a car park in this stupid church? It reveals to you what you can do. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. You never know whether you are greedy until money is involved. I'm not saying you are. Have you seen people that would have told God, Lord, if you bless me, ah, I will pay my tithe. And then God blesses them. And they just, they just start thinking, ah, wait, 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 wait. You mean I'm just going to write a check of five million tithe out of this 50 million? You know what? I know what I'm going to do for God. Ten percent is small. I will reinvest it, okay? <laughs> when I reinvest it, you know, it will be more. In fact, I'm starting an investment for God. Oh, yes. You never know how proud you are. You never know how unfaithful you are. And as I'm talking, if you have integrity, self-integrity, you will know that many times money had revealed to you who you really are. It's a fantastic weapon God has put around you to reveal who you are to you. Mike Murdoch, my great mentor, said, giving is the only evidence that you have conquered greed. Every time they talk about money, particularly when you know that the person is not into gimmicks, He's not even asking, but he's, he's talking about your inheritance and you are feeling bad. Ah, money again. You need it. It's, 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 it's a pointer that there's something wrong with your attitude towards money. And it's revealing something to you. You need to give attention. Or else, you can't enter into what we're talking about. Glory be to God. Because of time number three, what was the first one? 
I just need to know. Yeah, first one. Money is your life. Number two. Money is reveals the true condition of your heart. Number three. Money is a litmus test. Please, this is different. If you pay attention, you find out. Money is a litmus test for your true trust in God. Now, in Israel, if you've been to the synagogue before, in Israel, for any worship, you know of a truth that I'm not summonizing. In this church, for example, because we are not Judaizers, we are Christians, when I'm preaching, everybody's listening to the preaching. When it's time for offering, everybody gives offering. When it's time for prayer, everybody prays. When it's time for praise, everybody praises. But in a, an average Jewish uh, service, it's not like that. The temple was divided into several aspects. That's why there's fish gate, there is ship gate. There's, I mean, there are different things going on. There's a place where you see them carrying Torah. If you've been, if you've been to Israel before, some will just gather together and they'll be reading the Torah to them. Some people will be giving. Some people will be praying. Some people will be doing their heads on the wall. Some several things will be going on in the temple. Out of all the several segments that was going on in the temple, Jesus chose to stay where they collected money. I'll tell you why. Anybody can cry during worship. I love you. Jesus knows that. <laughs> Alright, we appreciate you. We thank God for your life. How I will know that you love is not during worship service. It is during offering. So he stood by the offering bowl to see what everybody gave. How much you trust God? I didn't say love alone. Trust God. It's not known during the message. Ah! The preach faith is gone. Ah! Where's the devil? Bros, after that message, an offering time, crucifixion time, is that what you say? Offering time, what? Blessing time. What, how you react then, let God know how much you trust him. I didn't expect you to accept what I said. So I prepared for you. Luke 16 verse 10. I'm going to read verse 10 to 13. The Bible says, He who is faithful in what is least, is faithful also in much. He who is faithful, who is unjust in what is least, is also unjust in what is much. Are you paying attention now? The Bible says, Therefore, if you, are, if you have not been faithful... In the unrighteous mammon, this is money. Unrighteous means it is not spiritual. Mammon is another word for money. It's not a demonic word. It becomes demonic when you are serving it. Alright? Unrighteous mammon, if you are not faithful, when it comes to handling money, who will commit to you true riches? Who? Jesus says, answer me. Who? Not even the devil. Will commit something valuable without making you be faithful with money. Number 13. Verse 13, everybody. The Bible says, and if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Verse 13. No servant can serve two masters. Please know what the Bible says and know what it does not say. Bible does not say please don't serve two masters. It says you can't. You can't serve two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise 
the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And thank God they put this last statement. Somebody would have said, no, who told you that what they are talking about, the two masters, may be something else. But the two masters here are God and mammon. Listen, and listen close. If you've not been listening, pay attention to me. There is no way in the Bible, the Bible compares God with Satan. Nowhere. If you find one, come and tell me. As a matter of fact, I don't know where some preachers got their ideology from. And I don't know where people got that theosophy from. That, hey, Satan here, God here. Even he himself will never do it. Jesus Christ was coming. You remember? From the sea as he landed. A man with legions of demons. Nobody was ever described to describes to have that amount of demon. The Bible says they ran to him. They lie down. They worship. And say we know you. You are the son of God. We know you. Job chapter number one. You go and ask the devil where he's coming from. God says Satan. <laughs> where are you coming from? He confessed to God. Uh, from toe and fro. Do you know what that means? He limited himself. He tried to you go that that's a proof that Satan is not God. From toe and fro. God does not go from toe and fro. God is ubiquitous. He's everywhere. That's the meaning. Toe and fro means when it's in toe, it's not in fro. When it's in fro, it's limited. That's the meaning. You accident we will tell you, I rule over the earth. He says he's the father of all lies. God asked him a question he could not lie. He told the devil, he said, touch here. Touch Job. I wish I had time. He said, have you met my servant Job? You know, personal confession of, of the devil. He said, does Job fear you for nothing? Is it not because you put a fence around him and I cannot? Let's read it. Verse 9. He said, so Satan answered the Lord and said, does you fear God for nothing? You have set a fence around him and around his household and around all that he has. You have blessed. The reason I couldn't touch Job was I saw your fence and I backed off. But Bible says, God and money, he called the two of them master. Why was the devil pushed out of heaven? He wanted worship. You, you, you think he has repented? He still wants worship. That is why he goes to hide behind money. So that if he could make you serve money, inadvertently you are serving him. Listen close to me. Money is a master that you must master. See, when we talk confidently like this, somebody, oh, you know, pastor, you know, you get offering now. You get offering. It's only a foolish pastor that will steal offering. Who doesn't understand the anatomy of money that will steal offering. If you steal offering, you are shortening yourself. Praise the Lord. Tap your neighbor say, personally, I know more than that. You ought to use money, not love money. You use it. He's your servant. You see, I feel sad when I see rich people who don't know how to use money. That is the reason why somebody will say, why, why is your church at this day doomed? Paying that amount of money. They have never said, why does MTN come to this day dome to do 
all their programs. They have never said, why does glow come here? But the things of God should be at the back. Let me tell you this. This will bless you. I wish I wasn't online. All the money we have given, all of us, including me, I've given for the building is 80 million naira. But we have spent on 800 million naira. Where did we see it? They will show you on Sunday, everything is as record. Everything, all of us. If you think you don't need this message, listen to me. All of us that will give 80 million naira. I used to hear it. Your pastor is a spendthrift. You are just wasting money. You know what? By discipline, we saved that money. If you... Some people don't know how to use money. If you spend 2,000 naira in a place and make 2,500, and you spend 5,000 naira in a place and make 100,000, is the 5,000 naira significant? You'll get it next week. Learn how to use money. Some of you, your businesses are slow because you don't, you get some, you, you, you hold the money like You don't know how to, to send money on errand. You are calculating on face value. Let's even leave money. Look at lives that are touched. Look at families that are saved. Just because we are at the right place where we can be accessed. I know I've lost some people though. But you will get it later. When you look at the picture of Koza, you need to be told. You need to have known Koza to know that it's not in America. Not the stage, even the people. I don't know about you, I was not like this before. If we were Jikui, you would never, you would even be afraid to look like this. You know, on Sunday, I wanted to play a prank on you. That so after service, we shall go to Jikui to see the land. <coughs> Am I against Jikui? No. We're not just sent there. I have pastor friends there. We support them. We, we love them. But from here, there's nowhere we can touch. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, look at that verse 13 one more time. Verse 13, Luke 16. You cannot serve God and money. Did you see that in New International Version? Mammon means money. You can serve God and money. Tap your neighbor say, if your Bible is KJV, you need to change it because you're not understanding what you're reading. You cannot serve both God and money. It doesn't say you can't have both God and money. It says you can't serve the two of them. The moment you serve one of them, you shut down the other. You serve the other, you shut down the one. Can somebody shout hallelujah? You know some people walk in spiritual pride. 
I can't show you many scriptures today because I'm, I'm running out of time. Some people walk in spiritual pride. You know, ah, when it, we don't talk about money, but when it comes to prayer, we can pray. When it comes to some things, even God knows. Money is small thing now. Money, money, money is small. It's a lie. It's what? White lie. Let me tell you something. I don't like saying things except I have a scripture to balance it. There was a guy that met Jesus. They called him Young Rich Ruler. What did they call him? Young Rich Ruler. He says, Master, what must I good? What must I do? Good Master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus looked at him and said, You know what the law says? Don't commit adultery. Don't commit fornication. Don't kill. You know what the law of Moses says. And then, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. The guy said before Jesus, who while you are thinking of something, he knew. You couldn't lie to Jesus. He said, Master, I have done this from my youth. And Jesus didn't say he lied. Never fornicated. Never committed adultery. Never lied. To do the Torah was tough. He said, you know I've done that from my youth. Bible says Jesus looked at him and loved him. But he now gave him a litmus test. You've done that? Let me give you a higher one. Say how you have. Give it, follow me. He could not do it. You'll get it next week. (laughs) Once you conquer money, sir, you are at another level. He could not do it. He could not. He left sad. Listen. What Jesus said to him that day was what he said to the other disciples. Carry your cross and follow me. Do you know what you're going to see when you get to heaven? You will see a pillar in heaven. A porch called Peter. Some of us will see it on Peter. Some of us will see it in some place. And then we see that it's for Matthew. The twelve disciples of the Lamb have porches at the right hand of the Father and then the other 12 names you see are the 12 tribes of Israel. That day that guy missed the opportunity of having his name enshrined at the right side of the Father. He looked at, what did he have? Katu. Camel. Anything God wants to take from you is inferior to what he wants to give you. He lost the privilege that day. He could not do it. He could do the law but he couldn't, he couldn't part with money. He could not. It's not, it's not a small business. It's a master you must master. Don't fight me. Think about what I'm saying. Don't judge me too quick. Listen to me. I know what I am teaching you. I'm not just telling you things because pastors talk about giving. I have swam in it. I know a little bit of it. Until you've conquered money. You can't enter a kingdom dimension of it. Praise God. If you conquer money, money will respect you. When you call for money, say, yeah, you, sir, have you been there when they, somebody called for somebody? Mama! Another person says, come here! He runs to the person. How do you feel? Yeah, there are levels. After today, when you call for money, money will answer you. In the name of Jesus.
Jesus says, I have the power to lay down my life. And I have the power to take it. The reason why you can't call it forth is because you didn't lay it down. Let me, let me read this scripture to you. Romans 6.16 6, Media guys, if you see any interesting, any interesting version that can make it clearer to the people, show it to us. It was talking about ruling the flesh. Then it gets to a level. He said, do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey? In other words, whoever you obey, you are that person's slaves to whom you obey. The moment you obey money, you are a slave to money. The moment you obey God, you are a slave to God. And the moment you are a slave to God, you are a master to money. Because you can't serve two masters. Now, this is what I want you to grab. If you can grab it, I'll be happy. If money dictates your relationship with God, then money is your master. But if God dictates your relationship to money, then God is your master. I say it again. If money dictates your relationship with God, say, ah, God, <laughs> when it comes to this one, you can't ask me. Then money is your master. But if God dictates your relationship with money, I say, you know what? Let it go. Do this, do that. Then God is your master. Did you know the reason why the rich young ruler could not give anything? He didn't own those things. Those things owned him. He said, go and sell what you have. But he didn't have anything. Those things had him. Praise God. I said, praise God. Tap your neighbor, say, you are a slave to whoever you obey. Say that again. Finally, because of time, I'll give you one more. I'll continue from there on, 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 on Sunday. Money is a seed. Who can tell me the first thing I said about money? Money is your... Number two, money reflects. Number three, money does what? Is a litmus test to know whether or not you trust God. That young rich ruler didn't trust God. That God was going to make him better. I'm, going to ex- I'm still going to exegete these things I'm telling you. I will show you in the Bible. Let me, let me quickly say this, and this will bless you. You remember the two boats in Luke chapter 5? One belonged to Apostle Peter. The Bible says Jesus saw them washing their nets. They were tired of life. They were tired of their jobs. They were tired of their marriage. They were tired, you know. You could use that as anything you're tired of. It didn't work. A system that is not working. And Jesus said, can I use the boat? You remember Jesus used the boat first and then said, what do you guys, what did you want to do in the first place? We wanted to catch fishes. We toiled all night. We toiled. We toiled. We walked out. We toiled. But we did not get anything. And Jesus said, launch out your nets into the deep for a catch. But because Apostle Peter was not certain that he could catch fishes at that time, he launched out his net instead of nets. Underline that. Luke chapter 5 verse 4. Launch out your nets. Launch out your nets. But he launched out his net. So the provision released. The fishes called were for nets. Not for nets. So the nets wanted to break. So both boats were being filled. 
boat sinking testimonies. They dragged the boat to the shore. And then when they had all the harvest, follow me. Jesus looked at them and said, do you know something? Guys, I just showed you a freckle of what I can do. Every time you have a breakthrough, that's not all that God can do. It's the tip of what God can do. So don't die there. Don't hold it like, ah! It can do more. Wherever that miracle came from, more, more can come from there. The moment you hold that level, that's where you will be. Watch this. Jesus said, Peter, come. You are excited that you caught fishes. I want to make you fishers of men. Really? So also were sons of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. The first thing when you are dealing with God, you must trust him. Fear not. Trust him with your life. Do not be afraid. From now, you will catch men, not fishes. I want to step you guys up. Look at the next verse. So when they had brought their boats to the land, which boats that had fishes? Read the next statement. They what? They left the fishes and followed Jesus. Can you the breakthrough you've never had in your life when you have it can you leave it they forsook all underline all for me all everything they've never had that kind of break in their lives they left everything and followed Jesus so when Peter's shadow was healing the sick whoever was jealous it is the fire of God that will kill such person. Now, when the story of this young rich ruler now happened, go and read it in Luke 16. The Bible says, Jesus said it is very hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. You know what they said? They said, Who then shall be saved? For we left all to follow you. Ah. Uh. I will talk about that on Wednesday. If I say all the wishes will die next week, <laughs> you know, in my hometown, they sing one song against the witches, saying that the witches will try their best, but they will fail. So if you sing it loud, because there are witches around all around the Anglican Church, all right. They look at your address and visit you. So let me tell you the way people sing it. Oh, she, 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 oh, she. <laughs> because uh, they can visit you. Are you all still here? <laughs> so when the pastor, for example, says, All the witches here, you will die this week. How I many know a lot of people will not say amen because a lot of witches are in the church? If you are not a witch, is it your business? It's not your business. Your email will resound. So when Jesus said, the rich people, it will be tough for them to enter the kingdom of God. People do not have been bothered if he wasn't rich. They were bothered. They said, who then among us? 
Because when they forsook all, God blessed them. Alright. Finally, money is a seed. I need you to catch this one. Every time you hold a bill or a note of money, you have a seed in your hand. God wants you to understand. Now, Dr. Ora Robert was the one that the Lord gave this um, apostolic message to the body of Christ. And if you look at what Dr. God has done through Dr. Ora Robert, you know that he knows a little bit of it. One day God just told him, if you could see money the way you relate to a seed, you'll be so rich. And God gave him scriptures in the Bible. And I, I recommend that you get his book on seed faith. Your life won't remain the same if you read that, 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 uh, that work, that book, Seed Faith by Dr. Ora Roberts. You can't read that book and remain the same. That was a book Bishop Oedipo read. That turned his life around. Covenant University, many years after, was built after his university. And if you, if you, I've never been to Covenant University before, but those who have been there will tell you that the buildings there built without debt. It's only government that can do that. So your revelation takes you up, and your revelation makes you go down. You need to change the way you think. There is more. There is more. So every time you see money. You see seed. You see seed. Every time. What is a seed? A seed is anything that can multiply. If you held a seed in your hand, I'm going to do that on Sunday, if the Lord leads me that way. You see potentially, you see a forest. A mango seed can become a tree that won't only produce mango, will become a um, a haven for birds of the earth. It will cause shade to be. It will bless lives. But it is useless if it is not planted. If you put a mango seed in your pocket, it's amazing that it doesn't grow in your pocket. Put it inside the air conditioning system. It doesn't grow there. Put it in a safe in a bank. It doesn't grow there. Put, put it anywhere. It doesn't grow. Except it touches the soil. The moment you comes in contact with the soil, the potential rises. The money you have, God wants the potential to come up. God wants to multiply you. Now, I need to, to know this. All your money is not a seed. Everything God gives to you, there is seed, there is bread. Whether political position, whether influence, whether you have a healthy body, whether you have some knowledge, that is why, if I tell you I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And some pastor tells me, Pastor Biodon, God sends me to this city. I want to talk to you. I make out time for such people. Because what I know, what, has, what, 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 I've, what I've put to work, I want to share with other people. That is why I don't hold any information back from you when I'm preaching. Because everything God gives to you, there is seed, there is bread. What do you do to bread? You eat bread. What do you do to seed? You replant seed. That seed now perpetuates your bread. The moment you get the harvest, you separate seed from bread also. You've been to your village and you saw something that looks like jars. Your grandmother tied corn to the roof of the kitchen, the local kitchen. And you thought it was jars. That woman, no matter how hungry she was, when she was alive, she wouldn't have eaten that, that seed. 
Because if she ate it, she wouldn't have enough to plant for the next season. So she kept that portion. She sold some, she ate some, but she kept some to, 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 to plant for the next season. Now when you come in contact with your seed, it multiplies. When you come in contact with your bread, it reduces. So seed is anything that can multiply. Say that after me. Seed is anything. God made one man and one woman. But he put seed in Adam. And he gave man every seed as a ground. Everybody here is mature. If someone spills sperm on the floor, will it become a baby? It won't. You need a wife. That's the ground. Money don't multiply because you put it in the bank. Money don't multiply because you kept it somewhere. If you're a pastor like me, and the Lord leads you to do a program, and you bless lives, it can be the seed. So in this church, we don't, after a program, we don't calculate to say, did the money come back? No, it's a seed. It's a seed. We don't calculate to say, ah, we spent 10 million for this program. Uh, offering was 1 million. Oh, it was a bad one. No, lives that are touched. You can, somebody said if you want something to exist for 3 months, plant a grain. You want it to exist for 10 years, plant a tree. You want it to exist for life, plant a man. Put it in man. Hallelujah. So you, everybody has a seat. Everybody. As you're seated here, I don't know what you don't have. I don't know what you're dealing with. There's a seed that can take you out of that place. You have it. You're not just going to have it. You have it. Your seed is the expression of your faith towards God. The Lord, you know something? I've lost a lot, but look at my seed for it. It is with this understanding that this church and even myself and my ministers don't do anything without a seed. When we bought the land I took you to in October, the moment you bought it, we sowed seeds. Lord, by the time we want to build, the money will come supernaturally. We will have favor with the government. The importation will run smoothly in the name of... The, the Bible says the labor of fools weary them because they don't know how to enter the city. You see someone's life moving smoothly. The person may understand the power of seed. Glory be to God. I said, glory be to God. Okay, I'll continue from here next, um, on, next time. But let me round off by telling you a story about Ghana. There's a man called Tete Kwashi in Ghana. If you've been to Ghana, you know about Tete Kwashi. I think he went to Dominican Republic or Trinidad and Tobago. I can't tell. One of those zones. Because Ghana is like Nigeria. People travel abroad, and then when they come back, you expect them to bring things. When the Tekwashi traveled for about 10 years, he came back, they went to welcome him. Ah, they danced. You know, people want things from London, from abroad. Ah. So they looked at him, they danced. The crowd was becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. Ah, what's going on here? Oh, bros, where, where are your luggages? He said this. Show them a sack. So they thought it was money. And they poured it on the ground. There were cocoa seeds. True story. That's the father of Ghana. Cocoa seeds. All he made. He bought seeds. There was not a single cocoa tree in the entire Ghana before the Kwashi showed up. 
in 10 years, the seed Tetequashi brought to Ghana saved the entire nation when their gold finished. The seed may not look like anything today, but if you put it in the ground, particularly when you have a seed in the ground, raise up your shoulders. God sees the end from the beginning. Listen to me, God has made me sow some seeds in my life. That when I look back and I want to be afraid, it gives me confidence. I want to say by rounding off to you, you have no business calling yourself a Christian if you don't trust God. God wanted all of us. You know what he did? He didn't say, I made you, I claim you. He looked at the best seed. He could have crucified one billion angels. You say you want head in the house of death. Is it cold head you want or, or wet head or dry head? There's a lot of heads in the house of death. But God says, listen, if I sacrifice angels, I can't have human beings back. I look at my only begotten son. I want him to go and be a man. I will kill him myself to bring many sons to glory. If God follows that rule, it would not be wise for you not to follow that rule. Let us pray. Tell God I believe you. Because what you don't believe don't work for you. Say, Lord, I believe you. I believe you. I believe in the principle of sowing and reaping. I believe in seed time and harvest. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I receive the grace in my life. Now begin to ask for instruction. Lord, what would you want me to sow in this season? Not because there's a need. What would you want me to do? Because I know that I can sow myself out of any circumstance. You don't have a child. Bible says money answers all things. A seed is anything that can secure your future, perpetuate your future. Your money is your life. Begin to pray about the things you've been using your money to do. And begin to apologize to God. Some people, it is not because God has not provided for them, they have misused money. Begin to talk to God. And say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I apologize for the places my money has gone, for the places, for the things I've used my money to do, for the waste and 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 and, and righteous living with which I have coordinated myself, begin to apologize. Apply the blood of Jesus because that is very necessary for your time of refreshing to come. It's very necessary for the next level to open up to you. The times you wasted money, the times you did things you ought not to do. As the Holy Spirit puts it in your heart, it's time to say, Lord, I'm sorry. Now begin to tell the Lord to instruct your heart. Listen to me, when you position yourself for instruction, heaven gives you instruction. Ask the Lord to instruct your heart. Go ahead and talk to the Lord. Say, Lord, teach me what I need to know. I believe this thing. So, Lord, usher me into it. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, pray somebody. Pray somebody. Instruct my heart. For the God of all flesh, is there anything too hard for you to do? If you have any seed, start speaking to your seed. You don't have to have it in your hand, but speak to it. Say, Lord, I sow the seed for my employment. I release the seed for my, for my anything. Name your seed. Ask the Lord to give it another body. Ask the Lord to expand you and enlarge you. 
There's a spirit behind every message that is preached. Take advantage of this. Is the Most High God? Is El Elyon? Melchizedek met Abraham and said, "Blessed be Abraham of El Elyon, the possessor of heaven and earth. The catches upon the thousand hills are his. He doesn't have a need. He wants to bless you. I want you to generate a divine conversation between you and God. There is nothing too hard for Him to do." Whatever I put in your heart, know that it can give you more. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, we've worshipped. In Jesus' precious name, we prayed. Hallelujah. I'd like you to rise to your feet. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Hallelujah. How many know that beyond... Just talking from the stage. How many know that I desire that the next time I'm sharing this series, I'll be sharing your testimony? I may not mention your name, but I'll say there's a certain brother when I shared this series last year, when I shared this series two years ago, he decided to do this and this happened to them. How many are willing to trust God with their lives? spread out your hands maybe you have something to tell God I give you 60 seconds settle things with God settle things with God under this kind of atmosphere anything can happen God backs up his word don't joke with this moment Thank you for the anointing of the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, we prayed. Okay, lift up your right, right hand as comfortable as you can. Father, I have shared the word with your people. You are not a man that you should lie, or son of a man that you should repent. Father, I pray for as many as have received your word with meekness. I pray that according to the word of God, the Bible says that meek will inherit the earth. I pray for this takeover team. That even as they yield their spirit to what you are sharing with this house in this season, they will take over. Our lives will not be ordinary. In this city, make us examples. Let people see that it is true that you can prosper people. Without stealing money, without embezzling money, without bending rules, that there will be a supernatural dimension of finance over this house. In the name of Jesus. As we trust and obey you, Lord, encourage us. And let it be apparent to everyone that you can prosper your servants. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Can you pray in tongues for a while? Just pray in tongues. Can you please just obey me? Just pray in tongues.
Come on, just pray in tongues. Spend some time praying in tongues. Come on, don't joke with us. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Open the mouth, open the mouth, open the mouth and pray. Your sleep will not be ordinary. Your ideas will be anointed. Help comes. Help cometh. I see a dark cloth being taken from somebody. Covering you before. God is revealing you. There's an unveiling going on for somebody. Shande prokedebosa kashida bahasa taprakadida nethri kaprondi himaloborundo ho nina basa takasasasta kathri kaprongadidebosa. Opportunities coming to you. Doors, doors opening. Doors opening. Come on, say to the Lord, Lord, you can trust me. For the next level, we invoke grace for supernatural, supernatural prosperity. Another level, another level, another dimension, another face, new territories. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Everyone look up to me. In Nigeria, the medium of exchange is Naira. In the kingdom of God, the medium of exchange is faith. If your life don't change, it won't be because this is not the truth. Because I believe there are lots of people here that the Lord is taking to another dimension from tonight. It will be because you didn't release the faith. But I believe God tonight that not one single person here will remain the same in Jesus' name. I've told you a secret. Document it. As they happen, don't wait for the big one. Document them. And thank God for them. Because God is not nervous about blessing you. He's the first person to get the glory out of your blessing. He really wants it. Did you know that once this church can spearhead I'm not saying we're the richest, but if you can spare that dimension and they see a choir girl, you know, doing so well, that you, you can't open the newspaper without seeing a COSA member. Do something new. Shaking the country. They say, ah, they know something. And I know why I'm taking time to teach you so that you can teach others also. I say, listen, this is how I got here. If you jump up, you'll come down. But if you grow into anything, you can't come down again. Because you understand how it works. So shall it be. So we name this communion unto supernatural wealth. In Jesus' precious name.